My guest today is no stranger to Bullet and Flight Radio. Canadian-born Daryl Walter, who is an all-around creative who hosts the Daryl Walter Show on Pyro Media Network every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and on Bullet and Flight Radio every Tuesday. Like many others before him, he grew up in the church and singing since he was seven years old. When he had the opportunity to enter into the entertainment industry, he took it and sang for both gospel and non-gospel artists. And some of the the most famous artists are Mariah Carey and Josh Groban. Daryl has been on a journey to deconstruct his faith and a journey of self-healing, which he opens up and shares with his 20 plus thousand followers. Please help me welcome to the show, Daryl Walter. It's ringing. This call is being recorded. Oh, hello. Hello. Is this Daryl Walter? This is Daryl. Of the Daryl Walter Show? Of the Daryl Walter Show, yes. (laughs) Hey, this is Jess Dominic from Bullet and Flight Radio. How are you today? I'm doing good, Dominic. How are you? I am doing awesome. I have been looking forward to this interview for a minute now. I've been looking forward to it, forward to it since our last conversation. I'm excited. <laughs> that is awesome. Everyone, you have already heard the introduction of my next guest, so we are just going to get into it. You got a time for uh, for a few questions? Absolutely. Excellent, excellent. So tell everyone who and new fans that are listening to you on Bullet and Flight Radio or who may not have caught your visual show on Pyro Media Network, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started in this industry, actually. That is a very good question, actually. No one's really asked me that. You know, the the truth is I got started in this. I've always been connected to entertainment, but in this particular medium and industry, I got started um, because of the pandemic. I was laid off from my day job. Yeah. And I had a friend who had a Christian radio network and he hit me up. He actually hit me up a little few months before and I hit him back and I said, you know what? He, He said he would train me, kind of mentor me. And I said, you know what? I'll do it. And he said, well, you'll have your own show and you'll do this and, and however you want to do it. And that's kind of how I got started into it. And um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. And also TikTok. Wow. That is so interesting. You know, the pandemic was such an interesting time. And I told someone else, this another guest a while back, I said, you know, the pandemic was the worst of times and the best of times in a way. A lot of people may have gotten laid off from their job or their income stopped, but there was a life change. But uh, it seemed to push everybody virtually online and in a world that we weren't really tapping into as much. So, yeah, 
I, that's really interesting. Wow. Yeah. And your voice has been badly needed. And for all those that have may not catch the Daryl Walter the Daryl Walter show just yet, please check them out every Tuesday right here on Bullet and Flight Radio and on Pyro Media as well. But his show, his topics, he talks about masculinity versus femininity and toxic masculinity. <laughs> Good masculinity versus toxic masculinity, the church and all the issues in the church, music, what's trending. He has a very well-rounded show, everyone, so please be sure to check him out, but we're going to get more into that a little bit later. So tell us about your background. I know that you have a background in ministry and in music. Talk to us about your upbringing and where, how you started. I do. So I have a, gosh, um, I, I was born in Canada. So let me, I, I always start out with oh. that. Uh, born in Canada, okay. um, born to a single parent household. My mom moved, my mom and I moved down to California. I've always, um, from the time I was born, was kind of like that, uh, uh, that entertainment, that, that performer baby. You know, you always ask people, like, who are singers, like, when did you start singing? It's always, like, two, three, you know, four, church and stuff like that. So so yeah. that was new. So, you know, before I sang in church, I was singing in um, – I was the kid that would grab a broom and start singing, right, tie a towel around mm. my hair and perform. I was doing song and dance at school. And then I got into church. I started singing in the choir, I grew up in church, and a lot of people, if you follow me on social media, I grew up in Church of God in Christ, and being involved in that, that led me uh, to um, start singing and performing choirs. So um, my, four, my first, I guess, uh, big choir was like the convocation, you know, state youth choir who, mm. you know, we had people like Judy McAllister, Lawrence Matthews, yeah. of course, the Clark sisters and different people that came through because I was a part of that organization. Then I went on to perform with Tim Brown, um, who wrote for, um, he wrote the song, um, Beverly Crawford, If the Lord Does Nothing Else, He's, he's Done Enough. You ever heard oh, that song? Okay. Yeah. Yes. I know her too. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy that wrote that, I, I came up under him. Um, and then my life fell into professional music. I was a professional recording artist. I was signed to a production deal, sang background for En Vogue. Just, um, you know, a lot. Yeah, I sang background for Josh Groban at the Hollywood Bowl in a choir. Oh. Um, I've, I've done a lot. And so my, my background, wow. I've just always been involved in church and always been involved in gospel music and, and heavy on the gospel music side. So... Um, I've had a chance to meet um, and perform with. Uh, this is not even bragging. I, this just is what it is. But, you just uh, say, lay out your resume. That's right. You lived it. <laughs> Kirk Carr. Um, oh. oh gosh. You know, of course, I said in Vogue, Josh Groban, um, a lot of different people. Save the Last Dance soundtrack. You know, um, right oh, wow. here. Um, her Christmas, I was in the choir, like, you know, several years ago. I'm around a lot of producers and done my own stuff, and, yeah. 
Wow. Wow. Well, that's one thing we have in common. I have playing background for Mariah Carey, too. Okay. The in the choir. Yes, that's right. That is so funny. Wow, that is insane. And that's so good to know because anyone who's who's listening in, if you listen to Daryl's show, you will hear him hum a little bit here and there. And it's, it's for me, my ears go up like antennas. If you could tell when somebody is just humming, just, you know, just humming, and then someone who's humming who can really sing. You know, so, I, I get down. <laughs> go ahead. What'd you say? I, I said I get down a little bit. I can I can hum a tune. I, I can hum a, a, a note or two, if you will. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. I, don't, I immediately thought, oh, man, I want to sing with him. <laughs> first, one of the first things I was like, oh, who is that? Listen to that voice. Yeah. And I love the way you run. I heard the way you, so, yeah, I was like, okay, all right. Oh, you know, I came up <laughs> under the, the Kim Burrell era and the Karen Clark era, you know, so yes. I, I love a good riff and run. Um, and I did all of that music, but I will say uh, many years into music, I I feel like I left, you know, I left yes. California, left music. I now reside in Las Vegas. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I don't want to take up too much time, but I moved to Las Vegas no. with the intentions of no longer being involved in music, no longer being involved um, in any type of entertainment whatsoever. I plan to work in, in restaurant industry and, um, you know, just work and, and live my days. My mom had passed. A lot had transpired. You know, I'd come out mm. of depression. So I moved to Vegas. And a friend of mine, he says, you know, there's a church out here. They're having a musical. I know you love music. You should go check it out. So I go to the church and I go to check it out. And I'm just sitting enjoying music. And I'm just sitting there. And the pastor looks at me. And you won't believe what the pastor, or maybe you will believe what the pastor says. Uh-huh. I still can. I kind of almost already know. He called you up, didn't he? You look like you can. No. Oh, even better. You look like you can sing. I uh-huh. said, well, can you come back and sing for us next Sunday? Will you be our guest soloist? And so from that moment, the church hired me to be their soloist. Wow. And so there what? I started singing at the church every Sunday. And from me singing at the church every Sunday, I went on to produce a, a live show in Vegas for local talent. And I did that twice. Um, and wow. then I just started getting involved in social media, you know, and um, and you see the Daryl Walter show today. But I say all that to say, you know, I don't know who's li- listening out there, but a lot of times, you know, I believe what happens is we'll we'll go after a dream, and because of a no, because of a bad experience, because mm. of you know just life, we we let it go, right? We say we're done with it. Yeah. I'm just gonna go to Plan B. But I really feel strongly that whatever you're called to do in life, you know, you yeah. will be called back to it. That's right. That you know is what I'm so saying? true. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm going to try not to go to the Bible here, but I'm going to go one, at least one time. The Bible says train up a child in the way they should go, because when they're yeah. old, they will not depart from those ways. Right. This is exactly what we're talking about, what the purpose that you were created and put here for. You were put here to create beautiful melodies 
and, right. and sing. And, and you can't get away from that no matter where you go. Because wherever you, you run, there you shall be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and not only that, you know, I heard somebody, I heard somebody the other day, and it just it sat with me. Purpose is not um, what you do, right? We're all like looking for our purpose, but our purpose is in how we make others feel. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So mm, it's like love it. Your right, your purpose is in in the other end of the person receiving it. So a lot of times we're going trying to find our purpose, not realizing the purpose is right there in front of us. Like and so for me, you know, it's it's this. It's radio, it's it's social media, it's it's visual, it's music, it's singing, you know, it's it's through these things that my purpose um you know, it's found because it's how other feels, it's how other people will feel when they listen to their inter- this interview, you know, even. I don't even know why we're going down this, this lane. Right? <laughs> it's really interesting. We don't know who's listening in and who's going to be listening in, but this show is tailor-made for you. So don't, please don't tune away, don't go away, because this whole interview is going to be fantastic, I can tell you that. Absolutely. So let me ask you, do you play any instruments or do you have any secret talents that like we don't know about? Um, so I'm classically trained. I actually studied Ooh. classical music for a year um, at Cal State Northridge. Um, I can dabble on the piano a little bit also. So I can I can wow. belt out a little too. Wow. You know, this is something that is extremely rare. I only know two other people. I've only met two other people in my life, African-American, of African-American descent, that thing that are classically trained. And so it really does my heart. Just, oh, God, I, I would love to hear you. Hopefully you do something and you record something, some some beautiful classically trained uh, operatic uh, 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 bop, I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> we would love to get down and, and even play that on Bullet of Flight Radio. Wow. It, it, thank you. You know, that's something to, uh, you know what, you put it in the atmosphere, so we'll, we'll see what manifests. Yeah, there's not a lot of us that that pursue classical music, just like no. there's not a lot of us that pursue country music. You know, yeah. just music in general. I mean, you know, and, and like we were talking about from the last time, I would say just music in general when I was coming up um, was very segregated in some senses, right? Ooh. I feel like yeah. I, I know for me, um, the, you know, I think about when I was doing classical, I felt like the oddball, right? Because yeah. black people were like, classical, what you doing classical? Ain't no black people in and classical, you know, and everybody was in R and B, hip hop, and that's right. kind of the main place. And I feel like modern day, fast forward to now, we're kind of seeing the blossoming of of music more diverse, right? We're seeing, you know, more yeah. Black country artists. We're seeing, yeah. you know, artists tap into um, different places in music that they just weren't before. That's right. That's you know, right, the only because thing, the, no, go ahead. 
the only thing I don't see changing is 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 gospel music. Unfortunately, uh, I don't. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to change from the inside. It's too perverted. Oh. But I, I digress. <laughs> I. Um, let me, but that's my my feeling. Uh, in yeah. all honesty, I, I I think that the industry, the gospel music industry, is too perverted. Hmm. So we'll see how that changes and what it becomes from the outside. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. So um, you think so? Yeah. I know that's loaded. That's a loaded statement that I made. <laughs> and if you if you want to go there, we can we can talk more about that. No, you know we I, I, listen. I like I said, I'm an open book, and I I you know just. Since in that conversation there, one of the things I was thinking about is um, fundamentals and beliefs and music and how um, I think there's an unfair and and kind of like an elitist way in the gospel music industry. And when I say that, I mean um, I was one of the things I was thinking about is will there will there be openly gay artists that are accepted in the right. gospel music industry, right? And you have we have gay people, the LGBT community involved in the music industry all over, right? From hair, from makeup to production to some of the artists that we know are part of the LGBT community, but will never be open, right? Because at the end of the day, I, I think being open about it in the gospel community is just something that, um, they're, they're just not willing to do. And I think therein lies the perversion. Yes, correct. Correct, because we've seen R&B, we've seen hip-hop and pop music go through changes. They are evolving. They're taking down a lot of the PR that they had in place where you have your beard or slash husband or wife that they put you with to make you appear one way. All those things are falling down in every other genre. And we are supposed to be the gospel, the light of the world, are full of lies and secrets and double lives and all of this kind of thing. Why are we the last ones to tell the truth when we're supposed to be the first ones to tell the truth? That's that's just one of my – I'll never understand. That's one of my questions that I probably will never be answered. Well, you know, and this is the thing, is that who's to say they're not telling the truth? Okay. And when I say that, I mean, you know, if you have trained me to believe the sky is purple for 50 years, and I believe the sky is purple, even though I know the sky is blue, if that's what you've been trained to believe, and that goes into the just the Christian belief, how do I say this? You know, there's a lot of things that we've just been trained to do and believe. And because yeah. of what we trained to do, it is so hard to accept um, something different, you know. And, yeah. and I just, even with 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 gospel music, um, you know, I I just think um, there there's a lot to think about. 
Yes. There, yeah. there is. There, there's a lot to think about, and yeah. and we're supposed to be super wise, wise as serpents, as they say. But we we played that game, like you say. We were taught to believe things instead of being free thinkers and seeing truth where we should see truth, because we're supposed to live in spirit and in truth. But anyway, we don't. And I, I, I believe that that's why this particular genre is hurting. And they are not leaders anymore, but they're followers. They worship R&B singers. They worship everybody else, and they, everybody else is cooler. Yeah. yeah it, it, <laughs> it's exactly. twisted. Yeah. It is, it, it is twisted, you know, and it's something that, I realize, I'll say this, I, I have a deep experience in the music industry and I have, you know, lots of stories to tell from my production deal, you know, to um, being in gospel music and um, being overlooked because I didn't look manly enough or I had, right. I look back, so I had gay qualities. I don't know what that looks like, but, you know, obviously to them, I wasn't you know, what they were looking for. And I think um, with, with the with the gospel industry, there's that element yeah. of, of hierarchy and being man enough, woman enough, et cetera, you know, and being accepted. Yeah. I know I said a lot. Sure. No, you did. And, and you just make me think, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there can testify to their experiences being acquired or going uh, uh, professional, or having ambitions on going professional. And within those meetings and production uh, sessions, you're constantly told that you have to change everything that makes you your authentic self. And it, it can be crushing. It can truly destroy, destroy you, destroy your dreams, and you end up, can end up running from music especially gospel music, for decades. I know that's oh, my I, testimony. I, know. I didn't listen to gospel for like 15 years. I didn't know any new gospel artists. I didn't listen to any gospel music in any way, shape, or form because it reminded me of my hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So getting back to so, – oh, so go ahead. You were about to say something. No, no, no. Go ahead. Let, let's continue the conversation. Okay, so let's lighten the mood just a little bit. And with this next question, that should be easy. So tell us where you see your career, your ambition, your show going in the next 10 years. That's so funny you asked me that, you know. So I actually asked myself this question yesterday. I've been asking myself this question. <laughs> um, you know, because one of the things that I've really been thinking about is what what are my next moves? What am I going to be doing? You know, I have, I do have my day job. Um, I work in, in restaurant and it's been, it's been a great experience, you know. But I I was thinking to myself, like, is this what I want to do? Yeah. You know, like so many times we end up in jobs where it's like, I got my job, I got my 401k, 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm supervisor now, you know, I'm going to make it to level two and, you know, it's going to pay this much. But then in all of that, it's like, for me, I ask myself the question, is this what I set out to do in life? Right. Is this what my plan was? And I understand that there's God's plan also, but it's like, do I really love this? Is this my passion? See, remember that word passion? Yes. So to answer your question, in the next 10 years, um, I would love to see this show expand to TV to a, to a, mm. to a larger platform. Um, yes. And also one of the things that I've been thinking about, you know, when I started this platform, it really just kind of started out of, you know, um, I, I just want to share music and talk about stuff that I love to do. And then, you know, I started doing gossip. Um, but you know what? I realized I'm like, I don't like to gossip. I, yeah. you know, I'll share a story here and there, but like how gossip, you know, the, with the, 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 um, the people on YouTube, the bloggers, right? The Tasha Kays and the Armand Wiggins and et cetera. Um, that's not yeah. exactly the lane that I want to go down. And so as I'm finding my footing in this platform, as people are listening to me in the next 10 years, you know, people who've inspired me are people like Yamla, like Oprah, like Karamo, um, mm. people who have really talked about topics and things that are important to us to bring about yeah. a change, bring about bettering. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. I I just really feel like in the in the next ten years, one, um, I see myself finding my lane. Like, no, I don't have to be a gossiper. I don't have to be about the negativity to be successful right. in the social media, you know, realm. Um, and also one of my dreams, I've never said this out loud, and I'm going to say this to manifest it. Do you remember American Bandstand? Of course. That's my, that's like my, my jam. I want to host an American Bandstand where I have different artists and music, and like I interview them, but I have a live audience also. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I would just And, you know, and that's been missing. Because, like, I was born in the 70s, okay? So I grew up with Soul Train, American Bandstand. You know, those were staples in my household. And there's nothing like that. And we turned to MTV after a while and then uh, BET 106 in part. But those things kind of shifted or changed. I don't even know most of them have gone away. Uh, yeah. At this point in time, so yes, we need that to a, a re, re, resurgence. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. A resurgence of that type of media. That would be awesome. It will. And listen, I'm not saying this because I'm me, but like in all honesty, I'm a whole vibe. I love it. Yes. Oh, yeah, more than one be, thing. Yes. It, it would be so much fun. So. You know, I I just feel like I want to, um, want, I love to sing and I love music, but also I love to be around music and entertainers and creatives and be able to introduce next generation, new generation, old, you know, be able to introduce yeah. those voices, those artistries to the world where people are like, you know, Daryl, 
I, if I hadn't watched their show, I would have known this person. Or if I right. hadn't watched the show, I wouldn't have known that story or what they've been through. I want to really just come from that unique lens and angle. Yes, that would be awesome. Oh, my God, yes. And we all know Bobby Jones from Bobby Jones Gospel. He didn't retire pretty much. And so no one has even taken that place. And the gospel and pop and R&B, that whole area is vacant. And, oh, and I'm just putting this out there. I would love for you to do some jazz, too, you know, like talk about jazz artists. Because from Detroit, jazz is a really big thing. And jazz, Chicago, and all that, the Midwest. And we don't talk about new jazz artists and jazz music uh, very much as well. So, oh, boy, that, that gave me goosebumps when you said that. <laughs> it gave, because you know what it is? You know, you know, in all honesty, I'm a lover of music. Even if I've never heard yes. it before, I will sit down and listen to it because music in general has a history and has a story to tell, right? Yes. And, and yes. In, in this new day and era, I love the new music. I love the new medium, social media and everything. But sometimes I feel like, you know, it's, flushes out or it ignores the other beautiful music like you know like you said jazz I mean there are jazz artists that are making a living that are traveling around the world singing at jazz festivals that we will never see on TV you know Samara Joy is bringing our eyes back to jazz but there are many jazz Mm -hmm. artists jazz artists that are performing opera artists I follow one guy Jared Lee on social media, who's a young gospel art, uh, excuse me, opera artist. Um, but even, you know, we're talking about rock, See? talking about country, talking about pop, talking yeah. about yeah. indie, like, just, just great artists all over the world that we don't get a chance to hear. Um, one, because the main artists are, are, are polluting the social media with, with gossip and, and, and stuff that's irrelevant, you know, nobody cares exactly. about their songs. No, we don't. We don't. I want to hear music. I want to hear people that are changing the landscape of music right now. You know, that that's what we care about as musicians and music lovers. That's what we care about. Exactly. So let me ask you, if if you could collaborate with any anyone or group, it doesn't matter, anyone, on a project, whom would it be and why? Okay, so I'm going to preface it with one question. Are we talking about a whole project, one song, one record, a duet, or just anybody this, I could collaborate with? It, it, correct. Anything, any because we're talking about your 10-year plan. And so we're putting it out there that this is what's going to happen. We're speaking it to the universe. So I'm just asking this as a part of that. Yeah, a part of your yeah. 10-year plan. If you could collaborate on any type of, like you said, you mentioned Oprah, you mentioned this one and that one. If you could collaborate on any type of project with anyone, who would it be and why? Ooh, I, okay, so I have, ooh, oh, you know, this is difficult. You know what? I'm not going <laughs> to it's going to be, I'm going to say this. It's going to be controversy, controversial. I have three people off the top of my head. Okay. In no particular order. Now, I don't want you to be mad at me for anybody that I say, okay? <laughs> okay, everybody, don't get mad. Please don't get I'm mad. 
So the first one I would love to collaborate with um, Rasan Patterson. Okay. I would love That's to. That's awesome. Speak. What was that? That's awesome. He's awesome. Oh. He's I'm there just, with you. His ear is unmatched, and I just feel like mm-hmm. I, I just feel like he, he we can make magic somehow. He could, yeah, he would be amazing. My second person who's connected to Rasan Patterson would be Layla Hathaway. Mm. Wow. And my third person, and I want you to hear me out on this. Hear me out. It would be Kimberrell. Okay, you definitely got to tell us why. <laughs> you got to tell us why. Kimberrell is still one of the greatest vocalists. And I feel like she's someone who's misunderstood. But, and, and here's the thing. Listen, my, I have a friend who's going to hear this interview, and just he may end the friendship or cuss me out. I don't know. But I feel like, you know, I know how people feel about Kim Burrell. And I know that, you know, she she said damaging things. It's about how she feels about us, I think. I think she's misunderstood. And And the thing about it is, okay, let me say this. Outside of the person... Now I know I know I'm out on listen, let me just say this. I know I'm by myself out on this one. I do believe in grace. But I think that she's a musician. When you listen to her sing and play, her mind and what comes out of it is like I would love to be in the studio with her. Okay. I would just love you to know be what in the I respect that. And everyone, please don't give Daryl any hate for what he said, because in all honesty, I think that there are a lot of musicians that are so super talented out there, dead and alive, that we would give our right arm to work with. And can I say this? This is what a lot of people don't realize. Some of us, some of our greatest geniuses and artists and musicians are some of the craziest, most off people. Show is. You can say that again. You know, and I know that that's just the artist. Yeah, and listen, yeah. I've, I've said my piece about Kimberrell, but and and I'll say this also: there's a lot of your favorite artists that you love and adore that don't like you because of who you sleep with. That's another exactly. They'll never exactly come out because because I was thinking, I said, you know, I mine would be one of mine would be Twinkie Clark, but yeah. just like you said, I don't know what she feel about me. Or feel about us as a community, because according to them, they're they you know they frown upon people like us. So, you know, what does that look like then? So I understand where you're coming from. And you know what? Here's the thing about it, you know. And and I really let me say this. I think about this all the time. Um, I am someone. Mother's Day is is coming up this weekend. We're in that time of celebrating our parents. And you know, I grew yeah. up in church. So when I came out to my mom, you know. Of course, you know that 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 conflict she had with her her religious beliefs came in, and and yeah. they came in hard. Did she kick me out? No, but I, did I know in the back of in the in deep down inside that she was struggling with, you know how she felt and her son being gay, you know, and for a lot of 
of people, and I'm not condoning it, but I'm I'm just saying growing up Kojic and being in that culture, there's a lot of people out there that are just struggling with this. You know, and there's a lot of yeah. people who who refuse to change it because, you know, that's all that is all they know. Yeah, and they refuse to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. That that's the the troubling piece. You say because I've heard that excuse. Well, it's all I know. Well, there's education because all you know is not all there is to know. Right. But also, there's a fear of the unknown, right? And people are unwilling to un- to address that right. fear, right? Because you think yeah. about it, I, it makes me think of if you find a dog that's been abused all its life and you rescue it, right? That dog yeah. is not automatically going to be loving and, and you know, no. understand it's in this loving environment. It's still going to act like it's in that abused environment. Why? Because that's all they know, right? Until you have to teach them, you have to bathe them, you have to love them, you have to let them know that it's safe, you got to let them know it's okay. I'm not comparing us to dogs or giving a justification, but, you know, think about it. If you've been in a house all your life and somebody says, go outside, you know, go outside and, and get the million dollars, you know, for some of you, you may not go outside because all your life somebody's been telling you a story that there's nothing but fire out there. And if you go out there, you'll burn up. Right. You know. So true. Even if there's not a fire so, out there. Exactly. But I take that away. Exactly. I get in the studio with R. Kelly too. I will. I will. Now my my children. <laughs> my baby can't come. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> but I I want mm-hmm. to step in the studio with R. Kelly too, and I will have a camera. And no, we will not drink from the same cup. <laughs> Yeah, there are some people, but yeah, but that's really that's really a good point. I'm glad we touched upon that. That, and I just want to repeat that again. That sometimes it is all people know, but is it is not all there is to know. Yeah, and so yeah, then that's right, and and I agree with you. Some people only have they've been conditioned to certain things to believe certain things. So everything is a choice. We have yeah. the choice to stay ignorant and with all that we know, or we can make the choice to learn all there is to know yeah. about whatever subject. And, and the church is extremely ignorant to science and medical science even. We believe we just say a prayer. You don't have to take that aspirin. Just say a prayer. Just say Jesus six times and spin around three times and then everything's going to be all right. So we have been conditioned to believe in a very superstitious way instead of, you know, really understanding. And we read that Paul was an educated man. We read Hmm. that Daniel and others were educated people in the Bible, but yet we lack a lot of, uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole thing. So tell me, what would you say your greatest passion and conviction is it's all that you live through. You know, you just gonna ask me the the heavy. You know, my, my <laughs> that was heavy. It's like, what is it? Um, my greatest passion. You know what? I can answer this. My greatest passion is people. Mm. I do I love people. That. 
I lo- yeah. I lo- and, and I've said this before, I really do love people. Flaws and all. Yeah. Flaws and all, I love them. In all that I've been through and everything that I've experienced, yeah. um, I can honestly say that I have been humbled through grace to love people even more. Like, I can love yeah. a racist. I can love a clan member. I can and you love can love Kimberell. I can love Kimberell. Oh, that's 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 uh that's Kimbles and Bitch. That's Kimbles and Bitch. I'm just being silly with you. you know? <laughs> but compared to some uh, listen, listen, compared to some of y'all baby daddies out there, that's that's easy. Ooh, I heard that. I'm just saying, I I've met some of y'all baby daddies out there. I know that's right. You know, because they be up in my DM, but. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I know that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what would my, you say your greatest? Con- okay, that's your greatest my passion greatest is people. Conviction. What would your greatest? Yes, sir. My greatest conviction. Wow. I think I kind of know what it is just based upon your subject matter. Okay. On your show. Okay. I think your greatest conviction, and this is just me speaking for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think your greatest conviction is the conviction of, uh, I don't want to say debunking. Can I say that? Maybe debunking masculinity. Mm. toxic behaviors that hurt our communities. That seems to be where I think your greatest conviction lies. Uh, Yeah, I would would have to agree with that. I would have to agree with that. And I would say I have this painting in my room um, that says um, love is love, right? And so for me, I always want to get down to the foundation of love. And so mm-hmm. a lot of things that we have covered up are covered up in untruth. So even yes. in, you know, toxic masculinity, whether it's gay or straight, or even, you know, the future, we're going to be talking about redefining what it is to be a man. What it, you know, a lot of things yes. that we look at in relationships and just life and how we look at them. You're absolutely right. I think I'm here to challenge it. And not to say, look at me, I'm right, but just to say, you know what? I can look at it a different way. Yeah, let's have this open conversation. I, I, I really think your conversations are extremely smart. So, I, yeah. Very Thank intellectual. you. That's my goal. You know, I think a lot of, I will say this, a lot of our misunderstanding is shrouded in just not having a conversation. Yes. So true. Very true. Yeah, and if we just had more conversations, and this is what I've learned at this point, have the conversations without cussing each other out. Yes. Just talk. Just Just, talk. That's all we need to do, but we don't. But, yeah, you you bring up a lot of stuff, and even – and I've heard you say, even within the gay community, there is this 
toxic, very toxic masculine uh, idea. There's a very toxic masculine idea that if you act like this, then you're better than someone who acts like this. But yeah, you sleep with them, but yeah. publicly, this, this, and that. And I, I, it, it is very twisted. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think you get the nail on the head. Yeah, and and even in that conversation with with toxic masculinity in the gay community, not only does it affect other men, you know who it affects? Who 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 oh. we who we need to black women. Ooh, you're right. Yeah. A lot of black women are on the receiving end of our toxic masculinity. Yes. That, that is, is very true. You know, it's it's so interesting because when I talk to some of my girlfriends about it, it, it comes in, in ways that I, I would say that I had to reexamine myself and look at how I was approaching certain topics and how maybe I was butting into conversations that I truly had no business in. Hmm. Wow, that's a good point. It, it's a bit, you know, I'm, you know, and I'll go a step further because I think it even goes into the transgender community and with transgender oh, women and our toxic masculinity that we put on them also. Absolutely. Oh, the trans community really gets, well, we haven't even unpacked that, but they are, to me, the poster child for masculinity. Yeah. And the conversation and the threat and the insecurity of masculinity. Absolutely. And I, I From feel trans like it's women going to men, yeah, everything. It's, it's so threatening to some people. It's threatening and it's also damaging. I don't think we look yes. at the damage that we as gay men do and contribute in terms of the conversation of toxic masculinity. Yes. Yeah, we really do. But look at what we come out of. Men don't cry. Be a man. God forbid you were five or nine years. I remember seeing my nephew. Uh, he, he, I think he was 11 at the time and he cried over something I can't remember what it was and his mother my sister went off yeah be a man men don't cry da, 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 da. and he was genuinely hurt about something and his feelings were hurt and he had every right to cry and so yeah we we there's I don't know where it comes from or how we can even change it but even as men and women, women and men in our black community, we are always told that men behave like this and women behave like this. And it's just not true. Your genitals have nothing to do with you, your soul and what you like and what you dislike, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And we're 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 you know, we're get we're we're moving forward. Um we're moving forward, you know, but it, it definitely it, it takes time, and people like yourself um, are just are are part of the solution, you know. Hmm. Thank you, Daryl. I'm trying to be. <laughs> yeah. I try to be from my music to whatever, because I feel like nobody can tell me who I can be. If if you did not conceive me, did not create me, did not create my soul, 
endow me with gifts and talents and passions and convictions, then you have nothing to say. That yeah. is my attitude today. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I, I totally understand that. So let me ask you, what do you want people to know most about you, your platform? Who is, who is Daryl Walter? Um, keep following and find out. But who is Daryl Walter? I want people to be engaged. I really, my my overall prayer is like I want people to leave uplifted, encouraged, inspired, and laugh. Um, who Daryl Walter is is evolving right now. So as I'm finding out who Daryl is, you are finding out who Daryl is. And I'll say this: you mm, may go to like an old that. video from a year or two ago. And I'll be like, that is an old version of me. I have changed mm. my thing. You know, I'm in a different space. And that's the beauty in being an artist and being a creative and being a part of this this moment in time. You know, who Daryl Walter is, I'm a conversationalist. I am someone who wants to get down to the truth. I am also a singer. Um, I accept now in some sense I am some sort of uh, – a minister or encourager, what you know, like whatever you want to call me. I don't call myself a minister, but if if you want to call me a minister, totally fine. You know, I don't have a, a issue with labels or anything like that. But I want people to feel good when they walk away. I think that the better title for you would be humanitarian. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I that's what I see in you, and yes. You know, when I look at you, do I see God? Of course, because we're all made in his image and likeness. We're all made in her image and likeness. And you see that, and you are a gateway to me for those that are looking for a better knowledge and understanding of themselves. And I love how you said that. Who is Daryl Walter? I am evolving. I'm constantly evolving. Actually. Yeah, let me tell you, I'm on a 45-day no-alcohol kick. I'm on this no-alcohol kick right now, and I'm working out. So you you getting this Daryl, this version of Daryl. <laughs> a year from now, I may be enjoying bourbons and traveling the world. So you're going to get world-traveling bourbon drinking Daryl. With, with Oprah. <laughs> That's right. With with Oprah in the in the Alpines, you know. Uh, but whatever whatever you're gonna get, it's gonna be good. And I think, yes. you know, the beauty is the beauty we all need to realize. You can have many versions of you. That's right. There doesn't That's have right. to be an absolute. But yes, I am a humanitarian. You know, yes, I am an encourager. Yes, I am an entertainer. Yes, I am a singer, and I take all of that. And I, I put them into my mediums. And I think um, every now and then I say something that makes you think, makes you go, hmm, makes you go, you know what? Let me reassess the way I was looking at this situation. Yes. 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 I love that. I love that. I don't know why, but you remind me of, and I only met this guy once, you remind me of Patrick Ian Polk. Wow. what you're trying to do. And I love him. I absolutely adore him. Can we talk about him for a, a millisecond? I don't think people realize how monumental he has been in what he does. 
and what he Correct. contributed to Hollywood. Yes. To because Hollywood, when, his music as well. People don't know that he is a musician as well. He He's just super dope. Yeah, and, and – and here's the thing. I thought about this because there's a new uh, Noah's Ark is he's working on a new Noah's Ark, right? Yes. Do you realize Noah's Ark came out 18 years ago? That's right. So all these new millennial gays, they was just in kindergarten. That's they were right. in preschool. <laughs> and his years and all this. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different world, but the thing about it is his content and what he contributed was so ahead of his time. Nobody was talking about black black queer relationships in a positive light. No. And then he showed an array of black gay men. And that that blew my mind. Yes. You know, we were all like, oh, my God, from, from Noah... To, to Wade, to everybody. They, everybody was different. Everybody was different. <laughs> he really, and there, there's some other, there's a movie called Punks. I highly recommend if you can find yes. it. Check it movie. out. Yeah. Yes. Really good film. And I believe he did that right before Noah's Ark, I believe, or was yes, it right he after? Did. I can't remember. Yeah. So wow, thank you for that compliment. Film. Yeah. Oh no, that's what you your your whole everything that you're trying to do. I that's what I feel. So that's I really want to stay connected to you because I see really big things in in your life and your future. So tell everyone where they can find you on social media because y'all need to follow him. Listen, follow me. Listen, follow me at your own risk. I will say that you can follow me on TikTok at I am Daryl Walter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, I still got a Facebook. That's for all of my uncles and aunties and my my grannies <laughs> and grandpas out there. They need love too. So you can follow me on Facebook at I am Daryl Walter. <laughs> okay, and on 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 um, uh, TikTok and Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Okay, I'm saved. Okay, y'all go ahead and have that demonic Twitter to itself. <laughs> and of course, you can hear me. <laughs> listen, ha- listen. My friend told me about that Twitter. That's all I say, y'all. I'm not on Twitter, but y'all. Anyways, I might be on Twitter, but that's none of your business. Um, and you can hear me here every Tuesday on Bullet Flight and every Wednesday on Pyro Media Network. And just type in Daryl Walter, D-A-R-Y-L-W-A-L-T-E-R, and I'll come up somewhere. That's right. So everyone, you heard it here first. So please be sure to check them out, like and follow and subscribe. You are in for a very special treat. As I said, as we've been talking, he does not serve up a a bunch of fluff and all of that, but very intellectual conversation that happens to be entertaining. So if you're looking for a special treat, make sure you subscribe, you follow, you watch, and you listen because you will not be disappointed. So, Daryl, I want to thank you for joining us today. This has been a very special treat. Thank you, my friend, for having me. This has been a great conversation. <laughs> yes, it has. I can talk to you. We have to invite you back for sure because every single time I talk to you, I, I really, really, I just feel so good afterwards. It's like, yes. 
So, because I, you talk about a lot of things that are always rolling around in my head, and, and I feel like when we speak, we understand each other perfectly. So I just love that. We get it. Yes, yes. So everyone, stay tuned. Up next, we're going to play a few gospel jams, a few inspirational jams even, uh, so you don't want to miss out. So stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Bishop Carlton Pearson, for that A and B selection. Yes, praise here, God. Come on here, Mama. Hello, is this thing on? Praise the Lord, Saints. Mama, stop all that. <laughs> Me and my daughter, Ruby Lee. Hello. We are here to deliver some radio announcements for bulletin tracks. Yes, bullets. Get out the bullets. Yes. Mama, stop it. It's bulletin flight radio. It's bulletin flight. The announcements goes as follows. Please join us every week for Jess Dominic's Top 40 Gospel Songs. Oh, it's just heaven. And don't miss out on the indie spotlight that plays all throughout the week. And don't forget to listen to It's Just Kim, Pyro Power Hour, in the sexuals in the church, in the sexuals around the church. Mama, well, y'all check out Victory Hot. From Vision Church of Atlanta and, and renew their land with Pastor Kurt Thomas. Yes, God. I blesses my soul. Yes, God, y'all tune in. That's right, babies. Y'all be sure to tune in to Bulletin Flight Radio seven days a week, 24-7. Yes, only good. And for more information, visit bulletinflightradio.com. Again, that's bulletinflightradio.com. Yes, and you know, Bulletin Flight. It's on Mama 24-7. No, That's what I just said, Mama. Well, Jesus, no. Mama. Y'all go and check out their schedule. Bullet and Flight Radio. Your, Your story, story our station. Mama. The best progressive Christian station in the world. Come on here, Mama. Dear Pilots, on behalf of Bulletin Flight Productions and Radio, we want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to present an amazing opportunity to your organization which furthers positive gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender plus community endeavors throughout our network. Our platform, Bulletin Flight Radio, delivers powerful messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week on topics like sexuality, mental wellness, faith, and religion, reaching over 10K-plus listeners each month. From Airtime Pro to Radio FM. With Radio FM, you can play any live bulletin flight radio show on your iPhone and iPad. Tune in to tons of free programming featuring all the latest music on Earth. Our first anniversary and annual celebration is here. Help us make 2023 even bigger for you. Ways to give to this inclusive, progressive, Christian nonprofit 501c3 for all believers in breaking all boundaries are as follows. Cash app, dollar sign, bulletin flight radio, or mail your checks to P.O. Box 2545, Victorville, California, 92393. And remember, this is your story, our station. <laughs> 